Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM. My name is Sean, and here is your tech download for Tuesday, July 18th, 2017. Here's a question for you. How much would you be willing to pay for DSLR quality photos in a device that fits into your pocket and is about the size of your average smartphone? Well, the folks over at the Light Camera Company are hoping the answer to that question is about 1600 bucks because that's what they're hoping to sell the L16 camera for when it debuts sometime in the near future. The L16, if you haven't seen it before, is a new pocket-sized camera that's about the size of your average smartphone, just slightly thicker. And on the front side of the camera body itself, it has 16 individual camera modules. Now, each one of these camera modules is basically about the size of your average smartphone camera module, and it contains its own lens and sensor. And the idea behind this camera is that it will use up to 10 of these individual camera modules each time you press the shutter button. And it will basically take the best parts of each piece of those images and stitch them together into one 50 plus megapixel high detailed image. Now, what the folks over at Light are promising is that this camera, because of its use of its proprietary software to stitch together the best parts of those images from the 10 different sensors it might use on any given photo, is that you get high dynamic range, DSLR quality low light photos with low noise, and the ability to refocus via an app after you've taken the photo, and all that combines to make these photos about 52 megapixels in size. Now, that sounds fantastic, and the images that they have on their website showing some samples of what you can expect from the L16 certainly look nice, but it's hard to tell whether they look any nicer than a you know a, an iPhone 7 photo that was used by an expert photographer in perfect lighting in the ideal shooting situation. Now, I would love to see some of these photos firsthand and be able to compare, uh, and I definitely am going to reserve my final judgment until I get to play with the L16 in person whenever that is, but they certainly are promising the moon and back, and I would love if I could get DSLR quality photos out of a device that small. But at the end of the day, I'm cautiously optimistic because they're basically using the same similar type of sensor technology and lens technology that you would find in your average smartphone. And those lenses and sensors are just so small that they just come with them inherent you know, limitations. So whether or not it's going to actually be able to meet all the goals that they're promising and create images that do indeed look as good and as detailed as your typical DSLR camera image, that's yet to be seen. But It might be something that you guys might be interested in if you're a photographer or if you're just somebody who loves having the uh, having access to the latest greatest camera technology so let me know what you guys think you can leave me a call in or leave some comments on social media you can find me at gadget reason and just include the hashtag gadget reason radio so i know you're referencing something you heard on the show here Here's an interesting story that popped up in my Google Alerts feed today, and I just had to click on it to see more about it. There's an Indiegogo campaign right now that's taking place for something called the Sma Circle S1 e-bike. Now, this is yet another product that's claiming to revolutionize that last mile transportation where people need to commute from, say, the train station back to their house or vice versa. And this is a foldable e-bike made of a lightweight carbon fiber frame that can be folded up to fit into a larger sized backpack. 
Now, the claims on the Indiegogo campaign state that it'll get 12 miles of range on uh, a speeds of about 12 miles per hour using a 36 volt battery that can be charged in about two and a half hours. The campaign update also claims that production of the e-bike has started and that, that they are looking to hit a January 2018 ship date. This one's pretty interesting as someone who rides a, a boosted board. I can tell you that these last mile vehicles are definitely fun and convenient and, and definitely have a place, but there's a couple of things about this particular Indiegogo campaign that I find a little bit odd. It states that they achieved their funded goal of 930% uh, above what they were looking for on July 18, 2017, but it says the total U.S. funding so far is $282,634. I have a really hard time believing that something this complicated, this technically advanced can be produced by a small company with such a limited amount of funding. I would have thought they would need a lot more than a couple hundred grand to get this thing into mass production and get it into people's hands. But Maybe I'm wrong and, and maybe they have uh, funds from somewhere else outside of their Indiegogo campaign. I didn't dig that deep into it, but definitely something that's worth looking at. They're looking to retail the bike for about 1500 bucks, and the early bird special was at 650 to get the Small Circle S1 bike and the backpack that it fits into. So um, it's not something worth checking out if you're interested in these types of devices. So definitely give it a go and let me know what you guys think either in the comments or on social media. And the last little bit of news for the tech download today is some Splatoon 2 reviews are starting to roll in now that Nintendo has lifted the embargo. The game releases on July 21st, and most of the reviews that are rolling in now are pretty positive. The biggest uh, knock towards the game is that it's just more of the same, and it really could just be called Splatoon Deluxe as opposed to Splatoon 2, and that if you loved Splatoon on the Wii U, then you're going to probably be pretty happy with this game, but if you didn't or you thought the game was a little bit lackluster in its previous version, there's not a whole lot more now to love or to convince you that this is the game for you. The other thing of note is that most reviewers have mentioned that the Nintendo solution for online gaming, which utilizes a smartphone and app in order to facilitate things like finding people to play with, as well as voice chat, is just about as janky and horrible as we all anticipated. That's disappointing because I was still holding out hope that Nintendo had figured out some great way to convince me that this was somehow better than just embedding all of the online gameplay features into the Switch itself, like, you know, every other game console over the past decade or so. Well, that's it for your tech download today. Hope you guys got something out of all the content that I gave you. If you did, please favorite the channel and tune in tomorrow. Also, don't forget to hunt me down on social media at Gadget Reason. I'll be sure to chat with you guys there if you have anything you'd like to add. And that's it for today. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.